Alright all you Street Lighting Crusaders and I guess a couple of wrestling fans who are still up for tonight. Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special. And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from New Orleans, Louisiana. Better known as Hudak Country. And that's what I've heard Archu said once when they were in New Orleans is Hudak. But who is that? Well, before I confuse anybody else at home more than they already are, Monday Night Raw would kick off with Seth Metal, Seth Rollins, wearing a knee brace and with tears in his eyes. And his WrestleMania future uncertain, but a kind welcome from the fans of New Orleans singing his song and saying, thank you, Seth. And would hear Seth Rollins saying after the long week he's had, Thank you guys for that. And would describe what happened last week, including the fact that he would accidentally land awkwardly on his leg after pulling off a moonsault combination and would be able to finish the match, beat Jinder Mahal. But the second he got back to the match, when he realized, or when he got to the back, realized that his knee was in pain and it wasn't bending the right way, they would get an MRI done and it would be found out that not only he would suffer a grade 2 tear of his MCL and would suffer a strained meniscus as well and we could be wrong with that medical report folks but any way you look at it would say that surgery would be needed and he would be out for three to four months for the fans to say just like I would no 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 because for those wondering at home, this was the same, or actually for Neville, it was an ankle injury that cost him a chance to go to WrestleMania. And at the same time, Seth Rollins would not be a part of the WrestleMania in Dallas for WrestleMania 32 due to an injury to his knee. And even my friend was asking me, is it the same knee he would suffer the injury that would take him out before? Not too entirely sure. But at the same time, we would hear from Seth Rollins would say, yeah, hey, you know, I can't say no to the doctors. I can't say anything. It's going to be a day-by-day, week-by-week thing for me to figure out my future for wrestling. Only for the ring general and the returning Giovanni Vinci with Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium to come to the ring and for Seth Rollins to say, if you're here to make an example out of me, go ahead and do it. Come on, go ahead and do it. Only for Gunter to say that he is proud of Seth Rollins fighting, scratching, and clawing to become a champion and to become the workhorse champion of this company, but is saddened to hear that he won't be able to be at WrestleMania for this year. For Seth Rollins to turn the frown of fans at home upside down by saying he doesn't give a damn about what the doctor said and he'll rehab as hard as he can to make sure he's able to carry that championship straight to the grandest stage of them all of WrestleMania. Only for Gunter to say, well, I'm happy to hear that because when I win the Royal Rumble this Sunday, I uh, think they didn't inform Gunter that it's Saturday, even though I wish it was Sunday, that he's going to challenge Seth Rollins and he's going to injure him or take out his already hurt knee, go after his back, and would win the world title at WrestleMania's grand stage. 
Only for Seth Rollins to say, be careful who you coming after. Only for Gunter to say, to be careful who's coming for you. Now, I had to say it like that because it reminded me of one of those evil bad guys during a James Bond flick. But to interrupt that evil moment, we would see the New Day coming out and immediately taking it to Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser on the outside of the ring, leading into our first match of the night, which would see the New Day of Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston going one-on-one against Imperium's Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. And for those wondering at home, this would be the first time ever we would see the New Day versus Imperium in this company's history, if you don't count the live events. <laughs> and during this said contest, folks, where action will go back and forth, all four men felt the need to try to take one another's head, reminding me of something that would happen during one of those shows that would be featured on HBO regarding ancient Rome that I don't remember the name of. But to get back to this match and get things back on track, folks, during this said contest, we would see Kofi Kingston not only pulling out suicide dives to Kaiser and Vinci on the outside, but at the same time would end up getting hit by Giovanni Vinci and for Woods to save him, for all hell to break loose on the outside of the ring to the point where the referee would have to rule this match a no contest. And the reason why, folks, is because of the count out after Kofi Kingston would send Ludwig Kaiser and Vinci into the barricade. And while things weren't ended by a ring bell, the slugfest in Budapest, or in New Orleans in this case, would see both of these gentlemen beating the daylights out of each other. Kofi saving Xavier Woods, or should I say Xavier saving Kofi from getting hit in the head with a chair, and then would see Kofi returning the favor to Xavier after he almost got double suplex on the top of an equipment case on the outside of the ring for both New Day members to spear both of the members of Imperium minus Gunther through a table. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> and Carl and the Maestro would say, are they okay? Well, according to medical, they were. But meanwhile, backstage, we would hear Jay cheering them on and say that, yeah, I finally see this mean side of the New Day. Where this been at? And then for Xavier Woods to say that he's sick of people sleeping on him thinking that because we throw pancakes, we play trombones, we make jokes with the fans, that we can't get the job done in the ring. Only for Kofi Kingston to step up to the plate and by saying next week, he's challenging Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. And Kofi being a former Intercontinental Champion in his own right, might be able to get the job done. Who knows? Who knows? And meanwhile, backstage in the Judgment Day's clubhouse, we would hear Rhea Ripley informing Damian Priest and Finn Balor that next week they've got a title match against DIY, and would try to inform Damian Priest that you need to stop picking fights with Drew McIntyre and everybody else. Only for Damian Priest to say that he's not making matches, you are, you're the one going to Priest's office leading to these matches, so maybe in the future, stop going to his office. And would even mention the fact that 
Rhea's got a big head now seeing the fact that she's officially on the cover for 2K24. And thank you Damien Priest for spoiling the story we were going to mention on the indie report, but since he mentioned it, we might as well cover it, because not only Rhea Ripley, but also Bianca Belair on the special edition of the cover for 2K24, while the American Nightmare himself, Cody Rhodes, would be on the cover for 2K24 for this year. Very impressive! And not to mention, the first Rhodes to be on a cover for a 2K game in its history. So congratulations to the American Nightmare. But outside of that congratulatory note, we would then hear Rhea Ripley giving out orders that Priest will take care of Drew McIntyre alone in the main event and wants to see Finn Balor help Dom and JD take out DIY and on top of that would like to see Finn show that ruthless side that he's been hiding for so long and probably calm down after the whole seven year itch he had to try to take out Seth Rollins that apparently went away. But before we see him try to show that ruthless side that he has, we go into our next match of the night, which would see none other than Ivy Nile going one-on-one -on -one against Valhalla. Now, prior to this match, we would see the none other than the Creed brothers giving their, you know, help and motivation to Ivy Nile backstage, calling her the pit bull, saying that she can get the job done, only for Ivy Nile to say that she's gonna take on and she's got this barefooted freak <laughs> for Michael Cole to constantly mention the fact that she doesn't have antlers or said shoes on her feet which is true but I got a feeling that's the least of Ivy Nile's worries because instead of worrying about her feet she'll be worrying about the elbow right to her jaw that she would suffer during this match even a pop-up headbutt that she would suffer during this set contest but we would see Valhalla's feet high up on the ropes that Maxine would point out and immediately say her foot's on the ropes, her foot's on the ropes for the referee to say that it's only a two because of that. But then we would see none other than Maxine take none other than Valhalla off the top rope with a nasty head smash. But immediately after doing that would do an avalanche bulldog that she would call the Pitbull to win this match with a match move that was named after someone who won an said Grammy in their careers via pinfall. <laughs> and after the match was over we would hear from none other than Nia Jax who would say that, yeah, after last week, it just proves more of a point that why Rhea Ripley doesn't want to fight me after I win the Royal Rumble, and she's more interested in fighting someone that I've already beaten and squashed, and then the path that Becky Lynch is on is on the same as mine, that's what's going to happen. She's going to get squashed. But before she could go on any further, Becky would come out and say, oh, congratulations, you beat me. Now you got something new to talk about for the next five years. And would go on further by saying that she knows she's got a target on her back, but not as big as Nia Jackson, not because of her size. No, because that entire locker room does not like her. And she would say she doesn't know what she's gonna enjoy more 
her losing the match due to everybody doing some form of Gulliver's travel spot to knock her out of the ring or Becky winning it overall. Only for Bailey to come out to spoil things with a little ding dong and hello by returning the Raw for the first time in months and would then say that she's winning the Royal Rumble and she's gonna point at the WrestleMania sign and before she could go on any further would deliver a cheap shot to Bailey, where Nia Jax would join in on the beatdown only for Bailey to get hit with a manhandle slam and for Nia to throw out Becky Lynch and then immediately hit Bailey with a leg drop and throw her out too only for Rhea Ripley to be disappointed in Becky Lynch from that performance for that to lead to the plot to thicken a little bit more for Mania. But before we go into any more Mania plot things that are taking place prior to a rumble, I think it's time for us to take it back into the music and when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from New Orleans, Louisiana, as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 